Anime Death Spiral, the only anime podcast with pre-sale tickets to the Barbie movie. What it is. Welcome back, guys. Very excited to talk. Wait, hold on. Are you serious? Did we score those? Anime. Uh, I don't know about you. Uh, I'm doing theaters again. Oh, yeah. Okay. You went to go see the Spider-Verse, the new Spider-Verse movie, twice. I saw it again. That shit kicks ass. It was fine. And also, it totally kicked ass. And holy shit, I'm so glad I went and saw that movie again. I do. I do really want to see it. It is tempting me uh, super hard to go to go back to the theaters. But uh, there is no theater in the town that I currently live. Uh, I, I have to drive to the next town over. The, the one <laughs> yeah. that was in our town closed during COVID. <laughs> You're living in a real busted-ass town. That really <laughs> makes me sad. Uh, it's truly, there's nothing more apocalyptic to me than like a town with no theater. That really makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like flying a kite at night. It's so unwholesome. It's unsettling. Uh, it makes me feel naked. <laughs> I'm very excited. I am legitimately excited for that Barbie movie. I'm going to go see that shit for real. Yeah, it looks great. I've uh, seen the, uh, I've seen the trailers and, you know, I've seen the promotional stuff that they've been releasing. That I think on a whole is pretty funny. Uh, I think they're doing a good job with the approach that they're taking to the 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 doll movie. <laughs> Mattel has had some real ups and downs when it comes to their cinematic uh, <laughs> universe. Uh, their their cinematic. <laughs> Do you think they were ever pushing for that? Like uh, the Hot Wheels and the Battleship universes would collide at some point. Oh man, I I hope so. I, re- I you remember when they tried to ma- when they made that battleship movie, right? Of course I do. That's that's what I'm talking about. With Liam Neeson with Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna battling aliens on a literal battleship. I mean, that's just wild shit. Yeah, real uh real low point in human history right there. But uh you know I'm a huge fan of Ryan Gosling, so obviously I was like already locked and loaded. Love that Rosgaz. I love him. I love him. He's I think he's fucking great. People try to shit on the Roz, but they're wrong, dude. He fucking rocks. <laughs> uh and not just cuz of Drive and I mean Drive is a, a legitimate uh, beauty to look at every time I watch it. I was thinking like uh, I I did not have a lot of good things to say about that Blade Runner sequel, but Man, if I don't like watching him uh, on screen, uh, whether intentionally or not, he is always entertaining in in every frame in that movie. He's fucking rules. He's great in that. He's great in Only God Forgives. Um, you remember the one he did with Russell Crowe where they're both playing like shitty noir detectives? Oh, sure. Uh, mm, what was that called? It'll come to me later. Hey, me and Ryan, we go way back to uh, the days that he was a child actor on uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> I was, again, uh, as I've mentioned many times, I, I did not have TV during this period, so I missed out on his uh, Mouseketeer days, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, he was all the rage in uh, Canadian children's television cinema. Yeah, him and Drake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love the man. We were just, we just mentioned earlier, I was talking about Yuji Kaku, and like before he did Hell's Paradise, he was drawing promotional manga pages uh, for like upcoming Western movies. 
and uh, one of them was La La Land. So he, <laughs> Yuji Kaku, has done uh, an anime Ryan Gosling that is confirmed. Is <laughs> <laughs> like that is locked in. That is great. I mean, that's that's really a sign that you've made it as a star with international appeal. Is when they start making uh, shoujo versions of your of yourself. Well, I don't know if I ever showed you this, but I did get uh, a couple of pages once of the promotional lighthouse manga that they released uh, with the movie. You have not shown me that. I feel insulted that you've kept this <laughs> knowledge from me uh, all this time. Oh my god, anime Willem Dafoe. Oh, yeah, beautiful. I mean, who who did the art? Because, like, when you say lighthouse manga, it, uh, obviously Ito comes to mind first for me. But I'm sure it wasn't that. No, no, it was him. It was him? He drew eight pages, an eight-page summary manga of the lighthouse starring Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. That oh, came out in 2020. man. Oh, we got to find that. Oh, we gotta we get we gotta Nicholas Cage national treasure that. Well, we need the original script. I have I have a couple pages of it. I don't have the whole thing. I have a couple pages of it, and it's very funny looking. It's great. Okay, you gotta send me that. That's amazing. That's I'm almost as happy as the other day when we found out about that uh, Jeeves and Wooster manga. Yes, yes. The cross pollination runs deep. There's a lot of that stuff. That's just like gold sitting out there for anyone to find it's sort of the reverse of what i constantly say about the netflix problem being that they have billions of dollars and they could just uh fund anime openers for every one of their shows um but they don't because they hate you Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, and i know i've said that before probably on every single episode but i will continue to do so because it continues to be true and i fucking want my (laughs) fraser anime opening (laughs) Give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see Anime Niles. Give it to me. I'm ready for it. I want it. You bastards. I want it so bad. (laughs) Anyway, I'm I'm very excited for that. Uh, Unfortunately, it was a pretty dry movie year, but uh, I guess that's, you know. Yeah, bad form. um, Uh, Not doing great, Hollywood. Pick up the pace. Not doing great. Not doing great. But it's uh, more time for anime. Which is uh, good for us, good for you, listener. So I actually took a couple hours out of my day of uh, grinding away at Legend of Zelda um, (laughs) to get back into some anime stuff. So I dived into the Final Fantasy XVI demo. Really brilliant uh, Square Enix uh, anime, co-produced by Sony, obviously, in their anime department. Now, uh... Remy, you and I, and Final Fantasy, uh, the three of us go way back. We've been uh, fans of the series for quite a while. Am I being wrong here? Uh, you're being a little too forward, but you're <laughs> not wrong, I suppose. Uh, you know, uh, take a couple steps back. Okay, all right. Otherwise, all right. yeah. I, I I would hate to put words in your mouth, but I, I'm just I'm very excited about this new Final Fantasy because uh, I've been a fan of Final Fantasy for so long. And and the last one, 15, uh, I thought was about as anime as it could get. It was max anime for me, uh, but but how does this new one fare? <laughs> I think 9 is max anime, uh, if I'm thinking about it. What? No, I think 9 is is uh, on the lower on the lower spectrum of anime. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, it, you know. It, it, no, no, it very much leans into its own 
uh, aesthetic with the cartoony marshmallow animal people aesthetic. I think that it's actually being much more earnest in its uniqueness and creativity than you're giving it giving it credit for. Nah, it's anime. <laughs> anyway, uh, Final Fantasy 16 honestly is more like what you're saying there. It is bizarrely earnest in its in its Game of Thrones esque attempt at like making a, a a Western fantasy world. Which is really funny because it does very neatly fall into a lot of these like very explicitly like sword and sorcery type anime. Not necessarily the isekai, which uh, adheres more towards the like Dragon Quest verse, mm-hmm. but more like more like Lotus War, which we have talked about obviously a little bit before. Um, that style where they're really going into like our western canon of you know the sir arthur lord of the rings all that sure the the giving the anime lens to kind of like a classic arthurian uh, aesthetic yes and and final fantasy 16 is is straight up i mean i cannot understate how much this game wants to be game of thrones even down to the color grading i found very bizarre they are really dedicated to the point where i had to switch and my God, I hope this never happens again. But I had to switch from the Japanese language to the English language because it was too dissonant. Really? Really. Now that's interesting. The, actually, and the mouths like just weren't lining up correctly. I don't know if that was a bug or whatever, but I just had to switch to English because it was driving me crazy. So you're, you're, you're getting just a, a sense of disconnect. Like, hey, I don't believe that these characters in this story would be talking Japanese. Well, they are aggressively European. Uh, and and the English dub is in British. British. <laughs> Not just American-ass American. Not English, British. British. It is very British. And they curse in British. It's very funny. Uh, they, they, they say big swear words in this Final Fantasy game. Ooh. What do you think about that? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny you bring that up because isn't um, the director for this game uh, was uh, one of the architects for the last Devil May Cry game, which is all about being cool while saying big swear words. <laughs> well, in the demo at the very least, you are not cool in any way. You're a pretty big fucking loser. Oh, you're a, a big loser baby man. Yes, and I know Platinum actually did a lot of work on this, and the Kingdom Hearts team also did a lot of work on this, which is even more baffling. I don't, I don't know where they come in. I'm excited to find out, though. <laughs> but so there is, like, a lot of that, like, you're supposed to look cool while you're doing fight scenes and stuff. Yeah, I think the Kingdom Hearts team was brought in so that they could get Mickey right in this game. Yeah, unfortunately, the demo ends right before Mickey shows up. I was really excited to see, like, how he was going to play into the Game of Thrones-esque plot about the brothers. But, you know, the demo is only, like, two and a half hours long, so you can't expect them to give you everything, show you the whole hand, right? Uh, no, of course not. You need to, you need the suspense. You need to build it up, set up, and pay off. Are you familiar with the, the setup of the game? Uh, no. What have I heard? I saw an interview with the voice actor and, and character model for the main guy. Oh, God. Whose name is dumb what's his dumb name <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't remember names uh i think his name was like caleb or something 
<laughs> it's really stupid. Caleb, uh, whatever the names, whatever the names are, I totally tuned it out because I hate. He's a prince, names. and he doesn't have some kind of special prince power, right? Is that am I? Am I close? He's sort of a prince. He's like the son of a local baron, basically. And he is the eldest son, but he was not blessed by the power. Yeah. You know, this this character is the Jon Snow, and he has to go to the wall. His family is like a, they're, they have a dragon, right? Oh, sure. Whoa, wow, you weren't kidding. This is just Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's a lot of Game of Thrones. Their dragon is a phoenix, okay? So they're oh, the house badass. Of the, they're the house of the Phoenix and uh the Phoenix powers did not bless the 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 elder son. Also totally skipped over the the girl. Yeah, but fully manifest in the younger frail little dipshit son, the little Lord Fauntleroy boy. Uh-huh. And he's he has he's weak. He's he's codified as uh, a weakling, a little ugly duckling. Okay. So our main character, our main character hero boy, he doesn't have full access to his phoenix powers, right? The fire elemental, as they as they are. Sure, but his baby child brother does. His baby child brother does, and uh, the main crown uh, decides to have them assassinated for some reason. I guess because phoenixes are, like, so dope. You know, you wouldn't want somebody you can't control to have a phoenix. I mean, come on, they're fucking immortal. Oh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's the first chapter in, in Art of War. Don't let your enemy have a phoenix. It's uh, one of the classic blunders. <laughs> so they send these assassins in to just wipe them out. And uh, they're pretty successful. <laughs> Everybody dies. Um, the little sickly boy loses control of his powers and he turns into the phoenix, which is how it works. Sure. So this is like some Game of Thrones mixed with like Dragon Age right now is what I'm getting. Yeah, kind of. So to stop his little brother, our older son awakens his powers and he becomes uh, Ifrit. He becomes Ifrit. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, uh, you know, historically, Ifrit is is the first summon you get in a Final Fantasy game. Uh, sure, but he's just a fire guy. That's what they're going with. Yeah, they're a fire family. He gets a a different fire guy. Ifrit is evil, so Ifrit like tears the phoenix's head off or something like that. It's made very unclear. Throws him off. Uh, throws him off a sixteen foot cage at Hell in a Cell. Actually, they do the Lord of the Rings thing where like he's the Balrog and they fall through like an endless underground chasm. Like they literally do that scene. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> just copy it straight up. Like not <laughs> even trying to hide it. They just do that scene. I mean, he doesn't have a whip, but otherwise, it's pretty much the exact same thing. It's crazy. Hey, Gaijin fantasy nerds, this one's for you. Yeah, like, what the fuck? They're all wearing doublets and shit. It's <laughs> like, oh, this sucks. So then he, like, wakes up, and he's not Ifrit anymore, and he's like, oh, no, my whole family's dead, and I killed my little brother, and my dog ran away from home, and uh, the girl I like won't talk to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, oh no and then he gets sold into slavery oh, <laughs> oh okay no. now we're now we got a little bit of conan the barbarian in there a little bit yeah but basically he is Jon snow because he gets sent off to be like you know criminal special ops like suicide squad shit <laughs> and he gets sent off uh to do like criminal special ops shit and we are introduced to a little bit of the wider world. Like, uh, you know, there are obviously there's somebody who turns into Shiva at some point. Sure. 
Uh, there's somebody who turns into Titan. At this point, we've got kind of like a stand thing going on. Yes. Like you just, you, certain people just have awesome superpowers where they get to turn into the, like the God version of themselves. Certain families apparently uh, have like inheritance powers. And this really gets to the uh, great cultural chauvinist moment (laughs) that crosses over between anime and like traditional Western fantasy with the obsession with blood lineage and how... Uh, ancient blood can bestow power upon you just by good breeding. Like, that is, they are really going for it in this story. (laughs) It's just really bad. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those cultural aspects that kind of have like a, one of those weird parallel evolution moments. You know, feudal Japan and and feudal England uh, have a lot of crossover, if you think about it. Both, uh chauvinistic uh, uh militaristic weirdo island nations yeah colonizing imperialists who kept their fucking royalty like around for way too long yeah yeah imagine that they have strangely similar mythologies anyway <laughs> weird shit weird shit yeah it plays Pretty much exactly the same as Zelda, which I found very strange. It was very easy to make the transition because it's almost exactly the same. You have a a dodge, which triggers like a counterattack. You have a sword and shield, you know, Mm -hmm. you do swings with the sword, much like in Zelda. You can put up the shield and get a, a get a counter off that way. The only difference between that and Zelda is you get uh, you get <laughs> fireball one at the, in the demo, so you could throw little tiny fireballs. Dope. Now let me ask you this: Do you think that this is an attempt by Sony and Square Enix to court the the God of War fans? Uh, but it almost feels like someone at Sony was like, "Hey, uh, why can't you be like your brother, God of War?" Uh, I feel like it's more th- this uh, big studio thing where you need to work on two tentpole games at the same time now uh, just to maintain like a release every couple years. And the problem being with the Final Fantasy stuff is that like you had 15, which was doing the like retro futuristic like anime uh, like modernist take. Um, and then you had Final Fantasy 7 remake, which also did that. And now they need something to like in between those releases. We're, remake, we're going hard two. back to fantasy uh, as we a need reaction. To take a hard, exactly. They need to go hard left turn back into like some fantasy ass fantasy. And that's what they did. They went, we're going to do fucking kings and jesters and courts and fair ladies and swords and shields and a big blonde guy who's the commander of something. But it's going to be gritty fantasy. So, like, you're not going to know who's the good guy and the bad guy at first. You're going to have to figure it out by playing 120 hours of this. Uh, Except I know who the good guy and the bad guy are already. The king is the bad guy. I mean... All kings are bad guys. A cab. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing with fantasy is a cab. <laughs> like fuck off. All kings are bastards. If this game, all kings are bastards. If this game comes out and like the trajectory is that you have to play this little slave boy, uh, if he becomes king, I'm gonna be super fucking pissed at this stupid game. 
Well, you know, every every time I see new information about 16, I keep imagining uh, Tetsuya Nomura standing just off to the side of the screen, kind of giving it the side eye, like... Uh, you you pulled. I could be working on three games, but you pulled me off the main series. Uh, I mean, if they could just funnel him off into like some little corner where he could just do his own thing and like not not fuck with Final Fantasy, that would be really great for me. Well, isn't that what really Kingdom Hearts is at this point? That is entirely yeah, his his brainchild. Yeah, but they keep bringing him on to do other stuff. Excited. I'm honestly a little less excited for 16 now after playing this demo. I definitely will play it, uh, but like the hard, hard turn to like traditional fantasy stuff is like a big turnoff. I didn't think I was gonna react that way, but it is. Like uh, I got in there and seeing like kings and queens and castles and shit like that. I was just like, uh, yeah. I'm not opposed to it. It's, you know, uh, what I am turned off by in this case, I think that if you're going to do high fantasy, you got to go full in cartoon on it, uh, which is why I'm so excited. I'm hearing a lot of rumors about uh, Final Fantasy IX getting like the full remake treatment next. I guess so. I mean, I would be sad to see them skip over eight because I do think eight is is better. <laughs> I'm just saying, what uh, character model would you have more fun watching throw a tiny fireball over and over again? Some like dude in sixteen or or Vivi? Because I choose Vivi every time. Well, Vivi, obviously. I guess my big thing is like Final Fantasy Nine already looks great. Final Fantasy Eight. Uh, it has some issues. It needs some work. It's, it needs a facelift. Like, if any of them did, it, it would be eight. Eight is, like, the awkward, like, redheaded stepchild in that entire 3D uh, ev- evolution of Final Fantasy. Okay, eight, so... Eight constantly looks like it has a fucking, like... Uh, I just replayed lip. through the Final Fantasy Eight remaster uh, on Switch, and to be fair, I think that is about as good as we're ever going to get out of... Out of re-releases of Final Fantasy VIII. It was never popular enough to get a full remake treatment, whereas there is a lot of uh, high-ups at Sony right now who worked on Final Fantasy IX that have been talking about wanting to redo that one for much longer than any of these other uh, remake series have been getting buzzed for. I guess so. I guess so. I mean, I'm not against it. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm not against that at all. I again, I I feel like it would be a little bit of a waste because nine looks great. It already looks great. I don't know. Go back um, and play it. I'm not saying it doesn't look great, but with the resources we have now, Final Fantasy Nine could look a lot better than it currently does in an official capacity. There are fan restorations out there uh, if you want to go and look for them. Oh no, I saw some and I hate them. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> well, that is that is an I'm undisputed sorry. fact. I saw your attempts. I there was a very big profile one recently that I went and watched a, a demo video of, and like, swing and a miss, boys! Holy shit, that fucking sucked. You, like, ho- why did you do that to that game? Anyway, uh, <laughs> we don't want to talk about Final Fantasy forever because honestly, um, it's boring. I would say take a step back, sir. But uh, <laughs> uh, why don't we why don't we do that when we take a break? All right, let's take a break. 
Okay, well, speaking of kings and queens and how much I don't like the traditional fantasy aesthetic, I went ahead and watched Devilman the Zebirth. Zebirth? Zebirth as my as my anime this last week. I think I watched some other stuff, but this was the big one. I had never seen these original Devilmans. The the Go Nagai uh uncut vision shit. And uh is fucking great. It's some hardcore shit, huh? Really, really enjoy it. There's it's you know what, it, it has its moments. It has a very strange look to it. There are moments of animation brilliance. Um, like it has a really good look. It's very much still worth watching. But then again, <laughs> there are moments where it it is almost it's a hair breadth away from like Scooby Doo, which I found <laughs> incredibly funny. Especially when some of the monsters show up and it like really looks like they're about to pull the hood off, you know? That's kind of how I felt. I mean, this is not entirely comparable, but I, I got the same feeling going back watching some older episodes of Speed Racer recently. Oh, yeah. Where it is very cartoonish and then he'll like just pull out a gun and shoot some people, <laughs> uh, which they totally edited out of the of the American release when, when I was a Of course they kid. did. Of course they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which totally sucks. Yeah, well, they it would have been impossible to do with Devilman because, like, one of the things that they're very insistent on in Devilman is including uh, these incredible moments of just intense gore and violence, like, out of nowhere. Like, some real edgelord shit. I liked it, though. I, I, th- I think were it's these, good. These were, like, in the 80s, right? Yeah, when did the when did the first one come out? 87, I think? Something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was one of the original, like, uh, you know, import OVAs that kind of did the circuit after Acura got, got some buzz in the West. Kind of like a, vid- uh, a video nasty situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, Go Nagai, obviously, uh, legend, and, and Devilman, obviously, like, fucking legendary status. Um, so if anything was going to like make it through to the United States, it would be Devil Man, because it's a very easy concept. There's a man. Mm-hmm. He turns into a devil. Now, does he turn into the devil? Well, uh, you know that's <laughs> that's a complicated uh, <laughs> theological discussion we could have. He turns into Amon. Okay. Which, you know, in is positioned sort of as the devil devil because he is kind of the king of demons type character, but he is not Satan. But he's not he's not Satan Lucifer. He's not called Satan, he's not called Lucifer, he's not called the devil, even though he is <laughs> the first thing he says when he transforms is I am the devil man. Call me the devil man. I am a devil man. It's very funny. Well, you know, that's just him capitalizing on a good branding moment. You got to have a hook, you know, when you're setting up a new identity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he wants to make it clear that he's a devil and a man. Yeah. Uh, I I get it. I get it. How can I convey my devilish nature while still reminding people that at the end of the day, I'm a man? It's very important to convey that you are still a man even when becoming a devil because uh, you don't want to get those confused. Uh, If you're a devil, you're like fuck eating everybody you come across. So people are going to be pretty freaked out when they see your like weird hair horns. Oh yeah. They're going to be like, oh, he's trying to, he's going to try to fuck eat me. Uh, I better get the fuck out of here. But he goes, no, no, no. I am devil man. I am devil man. I'm actually like a good guy. Okay. So back to the structure. He's never uh, specified as the devil. 
but there is for sure a hell and that there is a king of it. No, see, that's what's interesting here. And this is what brings us to our bigger discussion we wanted to have. <laughs> our word of the day. About theology. Yeah, theology, theologism, about the place of Christianity and in particular Catholicism in this stuff. You had told me you were reading Helsing mm-hmm. and the connection here being the, the guy who directed these Devilman movies. He went on to do Helsing. So you would think... Oh, devil man. Like there's got to be some there's got to be Catholicism somewhere in this bad boy. But no. Devils are in fact a pre-dinosaur ancient species who went semi-extinct after alien fairies landed on Earth and had a bad time, so they shot a bunch of meteors at Earth and took off. Oh, that's that- dope. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So actually very funny like this was clearly in the water in the 80s and early 90s, but the, the Devilman movie and apparently sequence of events kicks off because Akira, the main boy, his parents are archaeologists, mm-hmm. and they're in the South Pole or whatever, North Pole, South Pole, who gives a fuck, and they discover something in the ice oh. that comes alive and kills them. Okay. Imagine that. Yeah. No, that happens occasionally. From what I've uh, what I've learned in movies, literally starts the same way in uh, in Spriggan. The movie starts exactly the same way, <laughs> as well as you know countless '80s horror movies. Uh, I mean, going back farther than that, too many to think about. Oh yeah, big '60s thing too. The Thing ripped it off from from The Thing. Uh, yeah, so Delmad very succinctly sidesteps this entire uh, theological debate by saying, "No, devils are not." hellish creatures who exist in a different dimension and have crossed over to cause suffering they're actually just like an ancient species of guy well you see that i that's it you know what just clicked for me that is more or less the same origin story for devils in dora hidoro right uh yeah kind of yeah yeah they are just very powerful dudes just very powerful dudes who've been around longer than humans um there is a hell in Doro Hey Doro, though. Well, kind of. It, it's like there's a hell dimension. No, it's very, very literal. When <laughs> you die, you go to hell and you wake up as a, a naked guy in hell and there are devils there who torture you forever. It, it, they're very literal about it. Okay, Dora sure, sure. The difference is that's just a thing that happens. It's not really like as spun off as some kind of like mythological action. No, it's just it's, another thing that happens. Yeah, no, it is just part of the course of existing. It's just like, oh, great. I'm going to fucking die and go to hell and get tortured by these assholes. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, what I what I love about it in, in Dora is that everyone's very blasé about it, too. Yeah, you know, uh, roll with the punches, right? That's the whole philosophy of Dora Hedora. Yeah, go back to Devilman. Debiruman. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I, I was like going into it. I'm like, oh, this is exciting. This is going to be like part of our, I, I can add this uh, to our, our Catholic discussion. Uh, I can't wait to see how they play this off. Is there going to be an angel man that comes down from heaven? And is the spokesperson? Nope. No, it's, they're just ravenous demon species that uh, uh, <laughs> and got killed by space fairies. I mean, that is, that is a pretty effective way to just sidestep all the baggage that comes uh, with with using the regular 
devil in in hell aesthetic right there's a version of devil man that uses like crosses and rosary beads and priests and shit all the time uh, and this doesn't do that but it is interesting that the two main characters akira and and ryu are cast against each other as the darkness and the light ryu is very much like he's the blonde-haired blue-eyed boy who wears all white clothing uh he's the one who is determined to save the world by creating devil man there's a lot of really fucking cool and interesting things happening in Devil Man. I'm I, I fucking love it. And to see that kind of stuff come back, get pulled up into Devil Man Crybaby, which is much more faithful to original Devil Man that I ever thought before. Um, I'm gonna have to go back and watch Devil Man Crybaby because I, I this my brain is like salivating at all these new connections I'm being made now that I've seen the original. But it, it, but it is interesting the way they lean away from the Catholicism and the Catholic stuff, despite being called Devil Man. Uh, especially when we think about like other stuff, like like Helsing, which you were telling me you were reading. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, you know, you were just talking about how you thought that you were going to discover kind of a more uh, prominent Catholic undertone to Devil Man Crybaby, yeah. and then it it's ended called up in- Devil Man. It's called Devil Man. It's called Devil Man. I th- for the longest time I thought that Helsing, uh, which is about vampire hunters working for the church, was 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 all about Catholicism. Uh, it's fucking Protestant. They're Protestants, bro. <laughs> the Catholics are the bad guys. Catholics are the bad guys, which is just mind-blowing. This is some seriously successful Protestant propaganda that made struggled to uh, struggled to be born and lived this far. Uh, truly got to take my hat off to them because, holy shit, uh, there's basically no other Protestant representation in anime that I can think of. Uh, so I thought that was funny, but, um... Oh, I thought of one, actually. Oh, what? Uh, this is very connected to Helsing, though, because Helsing almost feels like a edgelord remake of Black Butler, which is about, like, a holy... Like, the Black Butler is basically a, a, a Satan vampire type uh, who is bound to somebody who is serving the crown of England. Sure. Right? It's very, very similar setup, and because it is the crown of England. Well, it's. I think that's a popular, a popular story trope in general in a lot of anime. Uh, sure, sure, it's a very popular trope. Yeah, but I think in this, in these two particular instances, and in more, we can talk about the other ones too. But like the the ones that make these two distinct are that they are Protestants and they are working for the British Crown, which is a Protestant organization. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. Well, I, you know, I would, I want to be a time traveler in that universe and then like go back and, and just let people know, like, oh, hey, uh, by the way, Henry VIII wants to get divorced and that's going to lead to vampires. Good luck with that, guys. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, so we kind of notice this, this ongoing theme of, of Catholicism popping up in anime. Uh, and then you kind of put it more succinctly in that in anime, Christianity just is Catholicism. Well, yeah. I mean, this this has obviously been remarked on before. I just think it's like a really funny angle where like uh, Catholicism really is like the, the world's Christianity, even though we are like in America, we are inundated with all these fucking like like sects. 
you know? Yeah, well, Snake I mean, handlers, they are. That is Baptists. Uh, that is what they are are referred to, you know, uh, in an official capacity. They are Christian sects. Yeah, they're all fucking weirdos. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not saying that Catholics aren't fucking uh, weirdo in their in their own way. Oh, the Catholics are uh, like monster weirdos. Well, like, the, the oh, difference absolutely. I think that you're getting at is that Catholics are the OG weirdos. Yeah, they're the big boys, right? They put on their big boy pants uh, and they step out into the world and they do like absolutely the most insane shit that's ever happened in history and so it's i think it is harder for us to conceive of like somebody going all christianity is catholic because we're so inundated with different christians all the time here yeah when you think about iconography that leaks out into the world it is all catholic shit i mean the habited nun and the collared priest and the jesuit thing and all the crazy, like, Old Testament stuff that people love to quote out of context. I mean, that's all very Catholic-type shit. Especially when you get into the massive churches with the crazy spires and all the gold decoration and all that stuff. That's all Catholic, baby. Well, yeah, it's, uh, I think some might call it uh, metal. You know, it's got that, <laughs> it's, it's got that edge to it. Uh, it's got it a, a little bit of doom and gloom, a little bit of... Uh, that sweet authoritarian uh, uh, smell kind of lingering around there. Well, I think what makes Catholicism work so well in anime is that unlike a lot of Christian sects, especially our American ones. Oh, and just by the way, people, we are going to be saying the phrase Christian sex quite a bit. <laughs> Don't take that out of context. Catholicism always has this big fucking like juicy note of esotericism like built into it. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at in my notes here when I was when I was going through some of these series and when I was reading Helsing yeah. is that Catholicism compared to other Christian sects has like the whole demonology thing going on with it and it yes. has this, you know, centuries old uh, kind of history behind it where most modern Christian denominations were, uh, you know, and I when I call them modern, I do mean relatively modern, like within the last couple hundred years. And before that, Mormonism. it was... Mormonism. Yeah, well, Mormonism... Scientology. That's, that's not <laughs> Christian. Um, There's no difference in my mind. But, you know, Presbyterians, Baptists, Evangelicals, and those wretched Seventh-day Adventists. Of course, you know, the born-agains, obviously. Yeah. Um, and all, the non-denominationals. Uh, and don't even get me started on Unitarians. <laughs> My son is not a communist. <laughs> uh, what I'm getting at is, like, really before the split of the Church of England and and the Vatican, like, it was just Catholic. And I think that really kind of intermingles with that era of Arthurian legend uh, and like Knights Templar and and the Crusades and all that kind of gets mixed up into what uh, Japan sees as just a general Western <laughs> fantasy aesthetic, right? Well, I'll say I'll say there's two things, two points that I think kind of like drive this stuff home. I mean, one of them is that and this is what it shares with like why it's used in horror movies all the time is that because there's a sort of expectation of literalism in the church 
Catholicism lends itself really well to magic systems. Oh yeah, for <laughs> Do you sure. Know what I mean, I mean, it's, it's it's steeped in ritual and like lighting yeah. incense and and chanting. Uh, it's very mystic. It's it is totally primed for magic systems, which is why it shows up in every horror movie because they're like, oh well, we've 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 created rule sets which can be used to defeat evil, right? It's like mm-hmm. flash the cross, use the fucking holy water, it use weird incantations. Uh, in a language you don't understand, all this like magic shit, and that's why it's it's very very easy to just slot into like whatever fucking action manga you want to drop it into. Uh, there's uh, you know like I said before, there's all the iconography is already loaded in there, and then the other thing for anime is like what we had mentioned before we started recording uh, about how uh, Catholicism right as it was trying to gain a, a foothold in Japan was basically like put down. Um, and a lot of the Christians had to like hide their Christianity using like Buddhist uh, iconography. Yeah. So they created a mishmash that kind of like leaked out over the years. And then as we move into like post Westernization and like Christians are making Christian propaganda as films and stuff to show Christianity being the the band religion became part of the counterculture so using that stuff that iconography also became like a cool underground thing and i think the confluence of those two things uh make it like basically the 90s like guy who got really into like yin yang and like <laughs> you know that kind of thing i think it really hit a wave there so it just lends itself so perfectly to like the way we uh, used Chinese mythology for a while in the 80s and 90s in our action movies and all kinds of shit like that. They have used the Catholic... Uh, Catholic? Uh, <laughs> Catholic. The Catholic esotericism. The Catholicism esotericism uh, as as their absolute fucking like MSG, like drop it in to like enhance the flavor kind of shit. It just fits in so well. No, uh, what did I say earlier? That this is uh, kind of like the equivalent of the way Marvel movies uh, use Norse mythology. Yes, actually, that's 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 the better comparison. I, oh man, imagine an alternate universe where instead of like uh, Thor and the Norse gods, all of that was was based around like early Christian mythology, like uh, <laughs> Moses. Like, you know, it, it, the the story is about. Uh, a mild-mannered doctor, and he picks up the staff of Moses and turns into a buff dude with a beard. <laughs> well, that's what that's what all this anime is doing, man. I mean, that's like uh, you know, in Helsing, right? I mean, they get they literally get powers from being Christians. Well, first of all, uh, in in Helsing, God and the devil are canonically real. Yes, uh, and they have an they have an effect on Earth. <laughs> but but they still have to be protected by like random human beings. So full well, okay. First of all, going off that assumption that in Helsing God is real and and can have a direct and immediate effect on the planet. Why does he choose to go through an agent in the church anyway? Why does he not simply kill the Nazis? <laughs> well, I mean, this is this is the constant Catholic uh, <laughs> argument, right? Stop saying it, it like that, Catholic. That's how I say it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, I, and it's incredible because stuff like Helsing, um, uh, 
in their in their uh, their Catholic uh, what do you even call it paramilitary group? I guess. Uh, yeah, no that 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 fits. Oh man, um, who's the District Nine guy? Um, what was his name? Oh, Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, Neil Blomkamp did that guy. horror movie not too long ago about the same kind of premise about the Catholic paramilitary ghost hunting group. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I watched that movie. That's more of like technology is creating the devil kind of thing. It was really dumb. That was a really funny Oh, so Kids movie. Beyond They Phone. Kids, it's a real Kids Beyond They Phones type movie. I was thinking more like it, the paramilitary group in Helsing. They name them stuff like, and this is where it gets really confusing to me. Like how how deep am I supposed to be taking these things? Because one of the groups in Helsing is just straight up called the Judas Iscariot Division. <laughs> what 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 are you implying there? <laughs> you know, they kill vampires, but like, are they also gonna kill Jesus? Is it is it representative of their like eventual? betrayal why, why would you ever use that name well i it don't know it's, it's so uh, wild i think it falls into the same camp as the as the christian imagery that gets thrown around oh so casually in evangelion mary uh the new character mary uh, marie mary in in the remake movies like, her last name is Iscariot. Yes, uh, they throw that kind of shit around a lot. Well, I mean, we could talk about Evangelion, the stuff in there forever, because that is really just wild shit. I mean, the amount of times they just completely out of context pull shit out of the Old Testament for no reason and just plop it down for you to be like, here, try to digest this. <laughs> I mean, the, the obviously all the usage of the cross, using the cross to represent explosions is one of the most mind-bending. No, that is, that is absolutely the dopest shit that has ever been animated. No notes. No, I mean, the, if we're talking about the the cross in particular, the one where like Lupin gets crucified in the, in the Mamo, I think, uh, is so fucking hard. <laughs> Characters get crucified in anime a lot. I think that's how you can really tell they don't take Catholicism too seriously. I mean, you uh, realize that it is a long-standing Catholic tradition to put on a play at Christmas where you recreate the crucifica uh, crucifixion of Jesus. The crucifixion. <laughs> <laughs> the Catholic crucifixion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's part of the ritual. That's part of the esotericism built in. That's that's like that's you're not doing it because it's like cool. <laughs> I say crucifixion. Cruci I just say it that way. Uh, we're <laughs> never gonna see like in the next Transformers movie, Optimus Prime is not gonna be crucified, uh, <laughs> though he could, he could be because he is Jesus. I mean, he absolutely should be, and I would be one hundred percent one hundred percent on board with. Uh, all of those movies again if if they showed optimus prime getting literally nailed to a giant cross look uh if they had shown even a single frame of optimus prime hanging on the cross in the trailer i would have switched my barbie ticket over to a transformers imax <laughs> right now but they did not <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's okay the scene at uh end of ava with the giant ray head in the background and the the fake Ava's crucified on the spears, like sticking yeah. out of the water. Iconic. Great imagery. Uh, means absolutely nothing in terms of like any meaningful use of Christian imagery. 
but it looks badass as shit. It does bring up a lot of complications for a Western audience, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like you were it saying before confusing. we started recording, if you were to ask Hideaki Anno, like, why he does anything in, in his stuff, it's like, uh, because I wanted to and I thought it would look dope. I thought it would look cool. I don't know. The one thing I do, I do really like about the use of Catholicism in anime is that it immediately creates a mood and uh, a setting uh, with very, very little like Lego bricks um, to play with. All you need to know is that there's a church and somebody is opposing the church and then you are like in for a fucking good time. You know what I mean? Sure. It's a, you know, a drag and drop uh, whatever flavor you want in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the writer of Spy Family did a really great uh, one shot that is just about a guy who is Catholic, and then he meets a witch, and he's like, "Actually, witches are cool, and Catholicism sucks. I'm gonna like date the witch." And that's like, you don't need any more world building or anything. You just say, "Here's a Catholic guy. <laughs> he works for the church. He finds out the church is bullshit. You're you're good to go." That is an entire complete story right off the bat there no no other bricks necessary oh i like that helsing i mean look at helsing the way the world building is so sparse but all you have to do is say well the reason they all have powers and there's a crazy vampire and they're all killing each other is because like a church exists and they do stuff they protect the world from bad bad church i guess you can look at it that way i've always looked at helsing as a direct sequel to bram stoker's dracula uh, which I think is what it sees itself as. No joke. I, I think it legitimately sees itself as as yeah. the cool sequel to Bram Stoker's Dracula. Because the more you read it and the more you know about that novel, uh, there's like a lot of very granular references that you wouldn't put in there unless you were trying to draw a direct reference uh to to that book the hammer horror stuff i mean i think we talked about this before at some of the other horror stuff but like the hammer horror stuff hit really hard in japan oh, uh, sure, i also sure. like picturing i also like picturing helsing as gary oldman <laughs> i think that's really funny uh, uh <laughs> i mean gary oldman's a great actor he would play a fucking fantastic uh alucard in a in sure, a live he, action adaptation because again he would just be doing a continuation of his dracula from the uh, and, from the Coppola movie, yeah, and Winona Ryder would make a great uh, what's her name, the police girl. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like maybe like a like a twenty two year old Winona Ryder. I don't know if she's tall enough though. That's kind of like the defining feature of that character is that she's that she's tall. Is that she's like really tall for a woman? Uh, it actually goes against God for a woman to be tall. Well, it also goes against God for a woman to be a vampire, but. Uh, uh, they don't spend too much time lingering on that one. You know, Protest the filthy Protestants are actually, like, okay with vampires. That's what makes them so heretical. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, Henry Henry VIII divorced his wife because uh, she wouldn't let him use vampires to fight the church. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, this is, like, such a good shortcut that it's used constantly, Blue Exorcist. I don't know if you ever read or watched any Blue Exorcist. Um, I have, but there is no, there is no world building in Blue Exorcist outside of, hey, God and the devil are real. Uh, and the devil accidentally had a kid because he didn't use protection, 
and now the kid uh, is adopted by the pope or whatever that's (laughs) that's it oh so that's basically the same plot as that uh, hbo show the young pope is that what happened in the young pope (laughs) that's that's jude law man i know i actually never went back and watched it but i love jude law no no uh, i caught a couple episodes the young pope is more like um what if light from death note decided that he wanted to be the pope wow that's an incredible pitch actually that's so fucking cool (laughs) yeah you you might want to give it a try (laughs) holy shit that sounds so cool uh yeah it blue exorcist it i think blue exorcist is a great version of this because it really is just like hey catholicism it's all real all of the all the iconography works the crosses the holy water all that shit uh speaking random bible verses like will get rid of uh evil spirits um but all the spirits are just yokai (laughs) so they're all quoting old testament uh like verses that they don't understand to kill like a kappa (laughs) you know it's like it's so fucking bizarre i love that Um, i love that mix i love that mashup uh that you can only get when you get like these uh weird semi uh crossover cultural moments like the hamburgers in in phoenix right (laughs) yes absolutely the other thing I have to say, and on a, on a darker note, though, the one other thing that they use Catholicism for a lot is just to like cut to like a uh, in an apocalyptic world, they will just cut to the last church and like the last nun is praying at the destroyed altar, uh, and she gets like killed or or raped or kill raped, uh, and that's just to show that like the world is fucked. That is something that happens all like. A lot. Oh yeah, ju- like doing too much. You know, doing something reprehensible to a religious figure is shorthand for uh, we just turned the evil up to eleven guys. But specifically nuns and nuns, Catholic nuns in <laughs> stop saying it Catholic, that way. Catholic nuns in their habits, like it, it, <laughs> nothing's clearer than that. Like, well, okay, so if if you want to get into that, I think the other appeal here is that the imagery of the Catholic nun uh, with you know with the black outfit and the habit uh, kind of has the same uh, association as like the Playboy bunny girl costume, right? <laughs> It is in the it is in the trinity of bunny girl maid and nun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and and so it's kind of like it's, it's uniform, uh, which is which is easy to riff on because uh, you can make all of the all of the characters kind of fit one general rule and then do tiny tweaks to differentiate them. Um, it's got that like sexualized background you were just talking about like the bunny girls and the maids thing uh, <laughs> yeah you know uh, I find it interesting that they pop up so often uh, in anime using that very specific aesthetic even when in the setting is not explicitly Catholic at all it's just like no. that's that's shorthand for uh you know a female religious person yeah well that's chrono crusade uh magical girls mm-hmm. killing demons and shit it just the exactly the most bland like stock setup uh except instead of like 
you know, wands or whatever, they wear habits and they shoot guns. Uh, uh, that's it. They are they are nuns instead of magical girls. Uh, and that's all you need. That's the only swap you need to make because it just rolls along from there. Uh, it's similarly in D. Gray Man. I mean, that really is like the Catholic Church thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, the whole thing being like uh, Catholicism is basically real, but don't think too hard about it because like it is just like demons show up sometimes. And so uh, we need magic, magic Jesus juice to like kill them, which, you know, to be fair. And I think this is like a big part of it, too, that like splits from the anime is that we use the Catholicism for like the same thing in horror movies constantly. I just went and saw not just, but I went and saw the uh, the new Evil Dead movie, and like the way Catholicism is used in in Evil Dead is almost exactly the same as it's used in most anime. Oh, it's well, just a I thing mean, that causes and dispels evil. Yes, and I think the a lot of that uh, stylization goes back to like kind of those groundbreaking horror movies from the '60s in the 70s like the exorcist or rosemary's baby right where those were explicitly like taking the religious uh catholicism angle uh into a uh, sacrilegious setting uh, they were using it to accentuate the shock value oh of course yeah i mean think of the devils ken russell's the devils right yeah any of those nunsploitation movies, really. <laughs> it's like uh, we use it. We use that stuff in a very similar way, except the the one difference being that, like, a lot of times that stuff is being made by ex-Catholics or like Catholics who are struggling with their with their faith. So it's like the church is portrayed much more intimately and much more hatefully, <laughs> hateful in, in the way that only a Catholic could be. Hey, I just discovered mushrooms, and now actually maybe the church seems kind of lame. Man, it sucks, actually. Holy shit. <laughs> it is exactly that thing of, like, the guy with the yin-yang tattoo or whatever. It is just one of those, like, uh, empty cultural signifier moments that, uh, not empty, but, like, misloaded. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, uh, pregnant no. with meaning that is not known or intended by the 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 creator, you know, which My favorite is hilarious kind. every time. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's great every single time. Uh, I I I like it when God is explicitly made to exist in in a work of fiction, and then also explicitly made uh, not the most powerful being in the setting. God's that just like some other funny. dude. He's just like a guy. Yeah. Well, I guess the last big thing about the the Catholicism thing, and this is, I guess, one of the things that I think is extremely funny about, like, Evangelion or or a lot of these other ones, like Blue Exorcist or whatever, in that, like horror movies, they outright confirm the existence of God and Jesus and then don't do anything with that. Like, hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Uh, hey, you know, uh, Noah's Ark's real and the flood happened, but like, don't worry about it. It doesn't really matter that much. Don't think too hard about it. God <laughs> is real and in his heaven, but he's not going to like help you defeat the devil or whatever. He's just watching. It's just chilling. Well, yeah, they often they often treat them it. as just kind of like ambient forces of, of existence, right? 
Kind of like, but well, the devil, the devil is a guy who shows up and he wears shoes and shit. Yeah, know? no, the it's devil like, is real and and affects, you know, causes effect and change on Earth. God is just kind of like, uh, God is basically the force from Star Wars. The direct corollary, at least in a lot of the aesthetic that anime pulls from, is like uh, Shinto Buddhism that has the concept that not only there are many gods, but uh, every individual thing has its own god associated with it. And also they do stuff. Yeah. Like they come in and they have like swords and they like kill people. Or they serve you tea or something. Yeah, or they serve you tea or they like, they explicitly tell you like, hey, I'm not going to help you. Yeah. Because uh, I'm bored or whatever. <laughs> Jesus never shows up and, like, helps you fight anybody. Like, it doesn't happen. <laughs> Which is stupid. It should happen more often. I mean, I'm sure it happens in a lot of those Facebook Christian meme comics. You know what would have been a truly, truly, extremely funny thing to do in the Evangelion movies? Have Shinji find Christianity. <laughs> and he's like, well, if when nobody loves me, at least Jesus loves me, and like that solves all of his problems. <laughs> like, that would have been a great payoff. Shinji just becomes that kid that's like really into uh, into his church group. Yeah, a late life convert. Yeah, there's no zealot like a late life convert. Just, I think that would have been an incredible payoff for all the Christian imagery that we had to endure. <laughs> uh, would have been really funny. Well, uh, okay, I, I, that is about as much religion as I, I'm allowed to talk about per week. I gotta call it. Yeah, the longer we go, the more we risk straying into cancellation territory. <laughs> I, I'm not afraid of that. I'm afraid of angering uh, the real true God who actually exists. <laughs> not the one you're thinking of, but uh, there is one, but it's not the Christian God. Oh, he's not the Christian. He's not a Catholic God. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, he does not like people who watch anime. Uh, watch out for that. <laughs> oh, let's wind down. I think that was enough anime for one week. Thanks for joining us, our handsome and beautiful listeners. I hope you had a good time uh, t- talking theology with us. Uh, peace be with you, Shalom. my beautiful and cool listeners. Bye. Bye. Mr. Burns is significantly less evil than than Henry Kissinger. Like, not even, they're not even close.